I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. Welcome to another episode of Agents of Shieldcast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chip Sella, and joining me once again, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? I'm doing well today. Feeling uh, tired but heroic. <laughs> yeah, you uh, came to our rescue last night on the B team. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Gaming History 101 as well. And Gaming History 101. <laughs> uh, Fred, who usually streams both shows, computer died. Mm. And Andy, so we put up the Andy signal, the ant signal. <laughs> and uh, Andy came through and was able to record both shows last night. Thank you very much, sir. Very welcome. That was a, a long, long night for, for yeah. me. I was <laughs> po- podcasting from half past nine at night until five o'clock in the morning oh jesus <laughs> it was a long long <laughs> long night <laughs> both of those good and i'm very glad i was off today though yeah i would be <laughs> mm. I, I don't know that i would have been quite so receptive to uh, to doing that if i had been working this morning but <laughs> so so you've been up to anything besides no sleep andy um no, nothing. Nothing no, exciting. Nothing good. Working. Um, waiting to pick up Fallout tomorrow. <laughs> Getting excited for Star Wars next week. Star Wars next week. Mm-hmm. What do you hey, mean? Battlefront. Oh, battle! The Star Wars Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I I can't wait for my refrigerator to show up. <laughs> yeah, your Han Solo fridge. Yes, I have. You, you to, you need to do an unboxing of that. I, you know, I pretty much figured, yeah, we got to unbox this oh. bitch. Yeah, definitely. So uh, check out the B team. We'll put a, we'll be sure to put a link on uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast uh, page as well for my unboxing, my unboxing of the Star Wars Battlefront Special Edition, complete with Han Solo mini fridge. If it shows up. It shows up, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm going to get screwed over by Walmart. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. You know, I, in fact, I haven't been looking at my emails because I don't want, you know, because I, I know it's going to be in there. Oh. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, you, this is on back order till never. <laughs> We'll see. If I get it, yes. 
I've already decided I'm gonna have to do an unboxing. Nice. Did um did you see that uh, Ultron and Hulkbuster figures came out for Disney Infinity Three? I did. I already have the Hulkbuster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did uh, <laughs> Did you pick up the Ultron one yet? <laughs> no, not yet. I haven't. Um. Uh, I haven't been. Uh, you know, I I I guess Marvel or Disney Infinity kind of lost its uh, luster. I just can't bring myself to. I don't know. I just I because I I'm not playing it. Hmm. Um, I just kind of I don't know. <laughs> uh. I'm I am saving money. I am try you know I'm I'm in the process of trying to save up money for a hoverboard. Mm-hmm. And I just went and so far Walmart hasn't sent me an email saying yeah you're screwed. But <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> it's 2015. We need a hoverboard. <laughs> yeah, but I I've been trying to save money to buy a hoverboard and. Uh, so I've just been very uh, stingy mm. with what um, I buy these days. Mm. So I don't know. We'll I, I, I haven't picked them up yet because they, uh, like, I'll be able to use them in the toy box fine, but obviously you can't use them in Star Wars and you can't mm. use them in like the Inside Out playset or anything like that. And mm. the Marvel Battlegrounds playset isn't coming out until March, like March next year. So like, there isn't a whole lot of appeal for me to buy them right now just play them in the toy box because the toy box I don't like the toy box because I don't like to create it's I'm... fun to play other people's levels in it like there's a lot yeah. of good shield levels yeah but I'm kind of holding out for that Marvel Battlegrounds although the figures are like so awesome that if I just happen to come across them in a shop I may just have to buy them <laughs> yeah that's usually I mean I, like I said I kind of putting blinders on and behaving these days <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to do that as well because I, I need to get an Xbox One so I can play Tomb Raider. But <laughs> <laughs> damn you, Square Enix <laughs> <laughs> and Microsoft. But yeah, that's how they make you buy the console. I don't mind. I, I I do want to get all the consoles this generation. So anyway, I, dig- I digress. We can talk about Shield. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, <laughs> should we do news first? Yeah, yeah. Let's do the news first. Okay, just for, for the record, Walmart says I don't exist. So <laughs> I I ain't getting my thing. It ain't coming. I bet, I, oh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> I, I think you should complain. Yeah, I'm going to have to go check somewhere else and see what happened. I mean, I remember ordering it. I think I got a confirmation yeah. email. <laughs> So, I mean, I was ordering it on my phone, mm. but uh, we'll see. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, it's like, well, I can just log in and check the status of my order. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it says I don't exist. <laughs> the same, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> bastards. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, let's let's get into some news here. So uh, there, I didn't see that much this week. There's a couple ones I wanted to mention. 
Uh, first of all, one was that Katie Sackoff, uh, Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. yep, wants to play the Black Cat. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we did speak briefly about this before uh, we went live, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe like back in the day when she was portraying Starbuck, like that sort of age, because she'd be what in her maybe early twenties. Not now. <laughs> She's a bit old now, considering how old Spider-Man is. Like, Spider-Man is supposed to be, like, 15-ish in the, the MCU, 14, 15. Black Ooh. Cat right. being, like, 30 is too, way too old. Like, Black Cat needs to be, like, a contemporary of Spider-Man. Because she has a love interest for him. Yeah. Like, that's not going to work. Yeah, she's so, 35 now. Yeah. She's, she can get she's arrested for that shit. Yeah, she's unfortunately way too old to be a black cat. She there's definitely other roles for her in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though. I'm sure they can fit her in. She she has a good actress, and I'd definitely like to see her come in somewhere. Maybe I don't know if she's quite got enough uh, star power to be Captain Marvel. I I don't know. I I I've never been a huge Katie Sackhoff fan to begin with. See, I just I, she was brilliant in Starbuck and never really did much else. Like anything else I've seen her in, it's just been bit parts. She was all right as Starbuck. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't really liked her. I thought she was great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Not a but, fan. But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely too old for for Black Cat. So sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry, Starbuck. <laughs> Um, aside from that, I, I did I did spot a story and I, I sent this to you, Chip. Mm. And there was a man arrested this week in uh, in London. Okay, mm-hmm. who who was uh, spotted walking around London carrying <laughs> carrying a gun, right? And it turned out that when he was arrested, it was actually a cosplayer dressed up as the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Like they actually like I can't believe they actually arrested the guy. Like the guy had like, a, like an airsoft gun, you know, like perfect for cosplaying. Can't do any actual damage to anyone. He's dressed as the Winter Soldier, and he was like in the vicinity of a convention. Like, and I would assume that there was other people around him that were also in cosplay. Like they don't need to arrest him. They just somebody somebody reported it as like a guy walking about with a gun. Fair enough. The police have to go and investigate that. But, like, you go investigate, you go, okay, this guy is cosplaying as a guy from a major fucking movie from last year. Go on your way, son. <laughs> like, the person, has, the person who reported this has made a mistake. You don't need to arrest the guy. I mean, that's, that's well, because he got, he got taken away in handcuffs and everything. It's ridiculous. Poor went a soldier. I, you know, I, 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 I get that. I get that in the States it would probably be, like, a different situation. But over here, like, I mean, you don't really get guns very often. And especially, like, if someone's dressed up in a costume, they're using a fake gun. Like, every time. Yeah, looking at that... (sighs) I think it's just the, the world we live in these days, Andy. Just the British police being shit. <laughs> I feel I feel sorry for the guy. I, I I'm I'm trying to think about this because 
I was in New York. I was at Comic-Con. They do have a weapons check at the convention where yeah, you have to have, you have to have they you know if you're there with any type of gun or sword mm. or whatever they have to tag it and you uh and, and, you know inspect it and tag it and you know they do go through your uh bag you know every day I had to show my bag and every day um explain what my monopod was Mono, what's a monopod it's a tr- it's a one-legged tripod it's ah, okay. okay. It's a it's a yeah, camera yeah. stick, you know. Mm-hmm. But in, but instead of lugging around a, a tripod, mm-hmm. and you know having to set that up, especially trying to set up a tripod on a crowded convention floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's you know it's very close to being Matt Murdock's Billy Club. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> it, it's it, it's a you know if I needed a weapon of any type. It's it's just a retractable one-legged thing that I screw the camera into and mm-hmm. so my wife, you know, doesn't her arms don't go numb holding it during a 20-minute interview. Mm. So, uh but and you know, Chris and Ryan and whoever I have as my camera person have used it at various events and it's just uh it doesn't take up as much space and mm. it's uh, a hell of a lot lighter. I mean, my tripod isn't heavy, but it's bulky. Yeah, yeah. That that's, that sounds like a great idea, actually. Like, I've never heard that before, but for that sort of thing, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. So, you know, so, yeah, you know, but every every time it's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, well, it's a mono, you know, you have to kind of show them. It's a monopod. Mm. The camera screws into it. Just, just <laughs> on an unrelated note. Mm-hmm. They do not allow selfie sticks in Disney World. <laughs> as they as they should. They yeah. do not allow selfie sticks anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> but <laughs> it was like, they it was like basically if if they'd say leave your selfie sticks in the car, otherwise you're tossing them out. No selfie <laughs> sticks are allowed in Disney World. I found I found that amusing when we went there. Yeah. It's sort of Marvel related, you know. Uh <laughs> Now, uh, this is a story I saw the other day, and I just popped it into our chat here for you, Andy. Did you see these? Marvel launches comforter bed sheets for adults. Um, I have Marvel bed sheets. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, my my because my, my next question is: So, would your wife let you get these for your bed? Yep, my wife uh, bought some for us uh, last year. <laughs> That's awesome. So yes, I guess Think Geek is going to be uh, has a Marvel comforter and uh, Marvel bed sheets. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if she'd go be be happy with having two sets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think one is enough, but it's a, it's a novelty. But I, yeah, it's, it's cool. I like the comforter. Yeah, that's the one with the sort of, it's black and it's got the kind of stripe of yeah. uh, comic book stuff on it. Yeah, yeah it, it's kind of subtle Marvel stuff. Yeah. The sheets themselves they're about white. They're white, it's black and white. Yeah. Yeah, my, my sheets are full color. Like they're kind of like that, but they're all full color, very colorful comic book pages and stuff. <laughs> the pillows are red and in fact it may actually be the exact same as that but in color. <laughs> all right. Now that I look at it, but yeah, men are much better than that. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's awesome. I'll, I'll tweet a picture next time they're on. <laughs> okay. I promise it will be a made bed. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> good, please. We appreciate that. Yes. So, that that's all we really have for news this week. Uh, I've got one more piece of news. One more. Yes. Um. Amy, Amy Landecker, has joined the cast of Doctor Strange. Okay. Who's now, Amy Landecker? Amy, Amy Landecker is from Transparent. All right. I and Dan in real life, and a serious man, and all is bright. Which I have not seen any of those. Um, I don't know who she is, and I've never seen her in anything before. Um, it, they haven't announced what her role is, though. It's uh, they're keeping it under wraps. She joined Doctor Strange, you said. Yeah, Doctor Strange. We, we still need a clear. Yeah. Um, could she pull it off? I think she could, by the looks of her. Yeah. Um, she she might even be a little bit too pretty to be clear, but. Um, now there's a character Katie Sackoff could play. Yeah, <laughs> she could be Clea. Mm-hmm. And there was some more uh, pictures released of Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw no. the more uh, the set photos. Um, he's obviously got a beard and he's got long hair and stuff. His uh, his beard looks really fake. <laughs> like it, lo- it really looks like a stuck-on beard. <laughs> <laughs> Like I hope they uh, they do a little bit in post to make it look a bit more realistic, but it looks really fake from these kind of set photos. Well, everything's be- you know everything's better after post, man. You know that. Well, of course. <laughs> and I'm sure yeah, they will but, be doing that. Yeah, I'd imagine they will, and once it's on screen, it'll, pro- it'll probably look amazing. Um, the the only other thing that I just want to mention is Jessica Jones, the new trailer aired. Did, did you happen to catch it? No. I, I'm kind of, at this point, I kind of want to uh, be surprised. Mm. I, I watched it earlier on tonight just to, because, um, like, my wife has no idea who Jessica Jones is. Like, obviously, I, I do, but she's like, "Who's what's Jessica Jones? And I'm like, well, it's the next show and the Daredevil stuff. And just watch the trailer. So we watched the, we watched the trailer. She's like, who are these people? And I'm like, and by the by the end of the trailer, she's like, "Oh, I really want to see this. It looks amazing." Because <laughs> yeah, obviously she's familiar with uh, Cousin Riddle's character from Breaking mm. Bad, and 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 I was like, "Oh, look, Cage is in." And she's like, "Look, Cage." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay. We've got some we've got some catching up to do for you." <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna need to do an episode, chap, and I need to make my wife listen to it. Yeah, well, we are planning, uh, and we might as well talk about it here because I was going to bring it up at the end, but I am guessing that next week, well, obviously there's an episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. next week, but I'm guessing Thanksgiving week there will not be an episode because they usually take Thanksgiving week off. Mm -hmm. So I would expect if we're going to do a Jessica Jones primer, it will be then. Yes. Um, I may have seen the show by the time we do the primer, but we, we'll see. We will works. definitely have seen the show because that'll be <laughs> like uh, two weeks from today or yeah, two weeks from yesterday. Today was so that'll be the 24th ish. So yep. Jessica and Jones the airs the 20th start uh, launches, whatever releases I, I'd say, on the 20th I'd say drops. 
Drops, drops. okay. The season drops. They just drop it like a bomb and then walk away. And uh, But yeah, it's looking good. It's like uh, really impressed with the trailer. David Tennant looks like he's going to be a great villain as the Purple Man. And uh, what's her name? Carrie Ann Moss. Moss. Yeah, I, I always go. I always get confused when I say Fisher or Moss, but this one's Moss. Uh, Trinity from uh, the from the Matrix mm-hmm. uh, looks interesting in it. And yeah, I just I really hope that Matt Murdock or Daredevil pops up in the show at some point. Like I, I think that it needs needs to happen just to make sure it all ties in nicely and as as we know like from discussions on the day level podcast hell's kitchen is a very small area so mm-hmm. the chances of her bumping into day level or matt Murdock are very high especially like i don't know if you noticed or you didn't actually see the trailer but the uh she moves into like an, an office and the door of it looks very very similar <laughs> to matt Murdock's uh, office door <laughs> So, so maybe it, they're in the it, same building? Yeah, it would be quite cool if they were in the same building. But we'll see. Um, so that's the 20th that drops. So eight days from, from now. Looking forward to it. It looks it looks strong, and I hope that they uh, continue on from the good work they did in Daredevil. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on Luke Cage yet, but I think all I need to see him... All I just need is for him to say, Sweet Christmas, and we're fine. Yes, yep. As long as he can pull off that line, he's golden. <laughs> but yeah, that is about, that's all news. All right. Um, okay, and like I said, uh, we're figuring out what we're going to do around Thanksgiving, and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for Jessica Jones. Last time we did Daredevil, we did two episodes, and usually the epi- our episodes were running about an hour and a half. Um, if you go over to our Facebook page, I took, uh, and we'll get into Twitter questions at the end, but I did take Rennie's suggestion, uh, to heart and set up a couple of places where you guys can post your thoughts on, uh, the various episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Jessica Jones. Uh, if you have an idea as to how we should proceed with doing our Jessica Jones cast, which we don't have a name for yet. <laughs> um, we'll come up with something. I'm trying to figure out which voice to do, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess I'll have to watch the first few episodes. But um, let us know. I mean, do you want us to do the two episodes at a time again? Do you want us to release them weekly? Um, Andy, I'm thinking I got some ideas for us to at least maybe we get a few under our belt that week. Yeah, um, my my idea for for the Jessica Jones is is to again do two episodes per show, but do them in a shorter format. So oh, please, more like um, <laughs> do you remember the way that we used to do uh, Starlin City Radio? Oh yeah, where you really where we, didn't do the synopsis of the episode; yes. you just kind of did your thoughts on it. All right, well, I had more of a free, more of a free form discussion about the episode and stuff that happened in it. Yeah, I think for. Uh, I think for the Netflix shows, that might be the way to go. And uh, if if anybody wants a kind of idea of what that's like, listen to an episode of Stalin City Radio that either myself or, or Chip or both were, have been on. I miss uh, Starling City. <laughs> but I think that would be a, a good way to go and it would make the show shorter and more concise and I think overall more entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, 
I, I did like doing the Daredevil episodes, but I think they were very long. <laughs> that was brutal, man. Yeah, <laughs> especially especially as a second show. Yeah, every week. third third show. Well, third show. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, show. <laughs> so, all right. Why don't we get into this week's episode of Agents of Shield? Which, Andy, if you notice, we're getting some credit here. They named it Crazy Andy. Oh no, they didn't name it Crazy Andy Theory. They <laughs> named it Chaos Theory. All right. Theory. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I want to, I want to thank Jeff for uh, listening to the show, and you know, uh, Clark and Chloe and everybody. Um, hopefully, the the our consultant royalty checks will be coming in soon, Andy. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, so- obviously, they're listening to us. They're taking things that we're suggesting or uh, theorizing, mm-hmm. and they're finally. And, and at least we got some credit. Yeah, you know, right. They named an episode after me. <laughs> and I mean, but I don't really know again, like how this relates to the episode, because like chaos theory is essentially like the butterfly effect, right? And, like, I don't, just don't get how these titles, and any of them, really, like, relate to the episodes. Uh, the sometimes part, they're a little more, I would say, I, I agree with you, or my wife at, even suggested, um, what the hell does Chaos Theory have to do with the episode? Well, mm. other than them giving me the, the credit that I'm due. Um, oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Uh Taking the butterfly effect, what if things that are, you know, the wings of the butterfly in this episode ripple and have huge ramifications down the road? Yeah, but, I mean, I just don't think there was much that happened in this episode that wasn't dealt with in this episode. A lot of it was, but that doesn't mean that things could... uh, Maybe uh, there's more repercussions to come. Uh, do you know? I think the thing is as well with the titles. Obviously, the titles get announced way before we, any, like any of us ever see the episode. So I think sometimes they put in like a misleading title as well, a slightly misleading title, just to cause uh, fan speculation <laughs> in the lead up to the episodes and get mm. people talking. Mm. I just think they like, named this one after me. What does fist mean? What does it mean? <laughs> no one knows. Still don't know. <laughs> yeah, we know. That was the sound they made when uh, they got zapped. <laughs> no, nice acronym. It means something. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Uh, let's get into the episode. Us digress? No. All right. Yeah, so let's get into... All right. So, so let's talk about my episode. Yes, <laughs> season three, episode seven of Marvel's Age of the Shield, titled uh, Chaos Theory. So we kicked off this episode with a, a little flashback to Maui, 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 yeah, that's how you say it. Maui. Maui, yeah. Six months ago, where Andrew and May are on holiday, and Andrew spoils a perfect moment by capturing, capturing it, taking a picture. Me does not like no selfie sticks, Andrew. No, <laughs> no, s- selfie, sticks, no selfie sticks. 
No, there was no selfie sticks in this episode. I did notice that Simmons took a selfie on the uh, alien planet, and I was curious mm-hmm. to whether she had a selfie stick with her or not. But I, I think no selfie sticks in any any Disney properties ever. And <laughs> um, May tells uh, so May tells Andrew that she doesn't want to go back to Shield, just certainly not right away. And he asks her to go steady, and they, they sort of drink to new beginnings. Uh, a few days later, back in back in America, Andrew takes a call from Coulson, who he thanks for sending over Jiang's things from Afterlife. And after they finish the phone call, Andrew opens up a book, a kind of old, dusty-looking book with a list of names in it, and he gets exposed to some Terrigen dust that bursts from its pages, which sort of looks like a kind of self-defense mechanism for the book so that only an inhuman could open it and read its contents, which is quite a good and effective uh, mechanism for (laughs) defending a book. Yeah, unless the person who opens it happens to be an inhuman intent on killing people. So uh, he gets affected by the dust and he's like, oh, shit. Uh, He doesn't say shit. He should have. And the, uh, the dust obviously affects him and cocoons him. Now, present present day at Shield HQ, uh, Daisy gives to- Coulson a bit of a telling off about the ATCU um, imprisoning inhumans in this gel matrix thing. Uh, Coulson is like, well, they're just doing it until the ATCU finds a cure. And this obviously cues the uh, we are not a disease argument that we have seen before in the X-Men movies. I, d- I d- don't think you've seen the X-Men movies, have you, Chip? Uh, I have seen the first one. And I saw First Class. Right. I can't remember if it was like X-Men or X2 that they uh, they had this whole mutant cure thing in. But anyway, they, someone came up with a mutant cure and it was the whole thing of the mutants saying, oh, we're, there's nothing to cure, there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with us sort of thing. And this definitely reminded me of, of that. And there was definitely quite a few parallels going on between this whole like hunting the Inhumans and that whole storyline of... Uh, people hunting down the the mutants and the mutant cure and all that sort of stuff. And obviously that is something that was quite prevalent in the comics back in the day as well. Mm-hmm. So if you if you like that sort of thing and you're interested in, in that storyline, definitely check out that movie and uh, obviously that storyline from the X-Men comic books. Uh, Daisy says that she thinks everyone deserves a chance to be who they are. And Andrew tells her that she's wrong and that she's been seduced by her own experience. Just because she learned to control her pills, it doesn't mean that everyone else will. What if someone... <laughs> yeah. And he says, what if someone is hurting people and can't stop? <laughs> like, hmm, okay, like you. Have you looked in the mirror lately? Uh... Mm-hmm. You big hypocrite. <laughs> um, well, you know, I... I think I think he realizes he's got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has kind of self-referencing himself yeah. there, I think, as well. So, uh, Coulson is off to meet the president at NORAD, but he's not going as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., he's going in as a consultant for the ATCU. And I would assume that the president wouldn't have known who Coulson was anyway and that he died and came back to life and all that sort of stuff. But obviously he can't go into S.H.I.E.L.D. because S.H.I.E.L.D. is an off-the-books organization that doesn't exist. Not to the not to the president anyway. Well, you would think that would be in the president's little book. It's on a need-to-know basis only, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> the president is not important enough to know about this. <laughs> Even though Joey from round the corner is. 
Uh, so, uh, meanwhile, Daisy is to talk to Rosalind to try and bring her round to uh, Daisy's side of thinking on things like the, the Inhumans can be an asset to them, essentially. Uh, whilst Andrew is to go and reassess Joey to see if they can present him to Rosalind as a sort of successful case of inhuman rehabilitation. Mac, at this point, takes a kind of secret phone call and plans a secret meeting with someone, which uh, Andrew overhears a little bit of the conversation, but we don't know who the call's with or where he's to go. And Andrew bumps into Simmons, who's on the way back to the lab. Andrew says to her that secrets can eat you up from the inside, which, again, is playing into what is hap- what's happening with Andrew. And uh, Simmons goes into the lab and gives Fitz her magic iPhone to see if he can recover the data from it. And he says, oh, it couldn't hurt to try. Now, on the, uh, on the plane, on the way back from Bobby and May's mission, which was when she confront- they came across uh, Werner von Strucker, and I thought Werner von Strucker was dead. Um, I thought they left that... Um... I, I thought it was left a little ambivalent. I mean, I kind of... I wouldn't have been surprised either way, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of... like I just really thought he was dead because he was strung up and being beaten to all hell. And then they had... Uh, what's his name? Kibo stab him right in the chest. Yeah, he, and, got, a, he got a nice gut shot. But I, I thought, you know... It just seemed like he was bleeding out and dying, essentially, when he like that was his his last dying words to me, yeah. telling her Andrew. Yeah, and I I totally agree with you, and I was kind of bummed because I think that's a great character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can understand why they've they chosen not to kill him off because it is a recognizable Marvel name that they can play off of, and they can use him at some point going forward. So he's not dead, he's just comatose. So presumably he's been kept in a shield prison somewhere or a shield hospital or whatever. And he is sequestered away until such time as he can recover and do whatever he needs to do and become a villain again. Or It'd be funny if they made him a hero. <laughs> well, doesn't Strucker go on to be the leader of the Thunderbolts? Was that him or was that someone else? Um, well, General Ross was the leader of the Thunderbolts. Mm, back in Civil War, it wasn't General Ross. I thought it was Von Strucker that was running them. Um, don't. I'll look. You, uh, the, you, you, you hammer. I look. I, I know, like part of Siege and the Cabal and everything was mm. definitely. Uh, it was like Norman Osborn's Thunderbolts and like General Ross was involved mm-hmm. in amongst the Thunderbolts because obviously Thunderbolt Ross is where the Thunderbolts come from. But anyway, um, I'm not sure about Strucker. You can you can check that. But yeah, so he's not dead. He's just comatose um, and sequestered away somewhere. So May kind of contemplates what to do about Andrew. She's in two minds about really what to do. Should she confront him, tell the others about him? She doesn't know. Um, Bobby starts talking to her at this point and Zemo. calls Flash. Oh, Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo uh, ran them at one point. Okay, and we're going to see Baron Zemo coming into Civil War mm-hmm. next year. So we'll see if that plays into that. I don't know if we'll see Thunderbolts in that. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, Bobby calls Lash a monster who is impossible to find because he turns into a man. 
and May May obviously what doesn't I don't think she wants to believe Strucker, but because of the way that he told her, she does kind of believe him and she wants to check the facts. So when she gets back to Shield HQ, she checks Andrew's flight records and we see um, Mac behind her kind of looking over her shoulder and then heading out on his uh, secret mission. Meanwhile, Daisy tells Andrew, uh, sorry, Daisy tells me that Andrew is at the Cocoon training facility assessing Joey and it doesn't tell us where this is but it looks like it's in a city. So over at the Cocoon we see we see Joey. Joey came back and he's actually in this episode. They don't talk about him and then just not show him. He is actually there. So he turns. Uh, we see Joey. He's got a little bit more of a handle on his power, although his power is pretty useless because he turns a useful filing cabinet into a useless bottle of metal. And he says he has so much more control now. I mean, what could you do with that ball of metal? <laughs> you can't play football with it. You can't do. It, you could roll it down a hill, maybe. Maybe it could be a, like a a toy for a giant. Baby steps, Andy. <laughs> baby steps. He is. And that was a useful filing cabinet, and he just made it until <laughs> some dead metal. <laughs> but it shows, you know, he's not just uh, melting metal at will or out of control. He's learning to control his powers. Well, well, see when you can turn a, a lump of me- a, lump, a, a lump of metal into a fi- useful filing cabinet, then I'll be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> He's learning. Or like, or if you could turn it into a hammer or a sword or something like that. Just like, okay, I turned a filing cabinet into a ball. Okay, well done. Round of applause to you. But yeah, <laughs> it was really funny. Like, look how far I've come. But he could also, you know, he could also, as Andrew points out, tear things apart. Yes. And we definitely see Andrew Andrew's kind of thought process here of uh, how he chooses his victims. And he's kind of assessing, he's definitely assessing uh, Joey as to whether or not he is uh, worthy of being allowed to be still alive <laughs> to see how dangerous he is. And so uh, we see Andrew kind of imagine himself as Lash killing Joey. And uh, Joey, Joey says that Daisy reckons that he could be an asset to S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't think he's much use at this point. Like, I don't really want to see this guy on Daisy's S.H.I.E.L.D. team or Daisy's uh, Secret Warriors team because, like, he just melts metal it's not really the melter like i know he's not the melter but the melter isn't really a very cool thing to be (laughs) the melter of metals Uh, the melter was never cool no definitely not and and like i don't think joey's very cool i think joey's there is like a a kind of placeholder until they find someone else better like like i like lincoln lincoln i'm i'm cool with being on daisy's team that's fine um, Joey? No, I don't. I don't want Joey. Uh, Andrew is right. Please, I, I hope Andrew. No, I will. In fact, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. I just, I hope Joey gets removed from play. So, um, yeah. So Daisy, <laughs> Daisy had thought that uh, Joey could be an asset to Shield, but Joey's fate is in Andrew's hands. <laughs> Quite literally, in his hands. Yeah, and he's got some issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One major issue that he turns into a big monster and kills Inuits. <laughs> uh, so then back over at Shield HQ, we see a half-naked Bobby examining her scar when uh, 
Hunter enters and he says, oh, don't put your shirt on for my benefit, which is hilarious. Um, Hunter also mentions that he, he never liked Kibo because he had a funny name and he locked him in a trunk. <laughs> like, Hunter was only in this episode for, like, two scenes and he just had some of the best lines in it again. It was a shame after the last few episodes where he's just kind of been shunned after he put uh, Andrew in danger. And uh, this week he's back to back to normal. Well, he doesn't... I mean, it, it is an ensemble show. Yep. You don't need to be in every... You know, you don't need a scene, um, big scenes in every episode. This is one that wasn't focusing on Hunter. No. Oh, no, definitely not. But he still, he still managed to get some cracking lines in there. And so this little scene between him and Bobby, basically, Bobby doesn't want to hunt down Ward anymore because she doesn't need Hunter to be... Oh, she doesn't want Hunter to hunt him down because she doesn't need Hunter to be her knight in shining armor. She needs him alive. And she doesn't want them to become so obsessed with revenge that they turn into monsters just like him. Which, which makes sense. And that's... I would say that if the uh, Hunter-Bobby show does get the green light, this is the kind of lead into that. Like them going to leave S.H.I.E.L.D. so that they can go off to probably... a. I would say it would make sense for them to go to a different part of the world to get away from, like, Ward and the temptation to go and attack him and whatnot. And obviously Ward is after S.H.I.E.L.D., so the chances of them coming into contact with him whilst being with S.H.I.E.L.D. are quite high still. So if they go to somewhere else in the world, like England, and form an organisation called Strike, that's one possibility. We then have uh, have quite a cool scene with uh, uh, with I think it was actually a Quinjet that landed on top of the plane. Um, did you did you catch if it was a Quinjet or just like a wee plane? Um, it might have been a Quinjet. It, it was kind it, of hard it, to it, it, angles, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It was some type of jet. And certainly, like, later on in the episode, they did say another Quinjet is approaching. So mm -hmm. I, I assume this is a Quinjet. Anyway, uh, Rosalind comes in this Quinjet and lands in, uh, on a really cool sequence, like, landing on top of and then being sort of sucked into the plane somehow. <laughs> I don't quite know how that how that works, but it was quite awesome. It's like that. this plane is actually a Transformer. That's the, that's the big tie-in. It's the Michael, Michael Bay tie-in. <laughs> Uh, so Daisy is going to take Rosalind on a tour of the plane. Uh, meanwhile, Fitz has been examining Simmons' memory card, and he—they did say that it was a SIM card that they were examining. However, a SIM card doesn't store any pictures or data like that on it, so it's the memory card of the phone. So there's a little plot hole there. Yeah. Okay. They made a snap. That, they made a snap. <laughs> um, so Fitz is examining the memory card, and he sees uh, he sees her pictures and her documentation of her time on the alien planet. Including a picture of Simmons and Will, all, all cozy, and he 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 got a little bit mad at seeing the photo and sort of swiped some stuff off the desk and walked away. But he's drawn back to it when he hears uh, Simmons telling, talking directly to him, um, in her kind of notes that she was making. And obviously, she was talking to him like the whole time she was there before she met Will, and telling him all about the planet and all all the sort of stuff that we saw a couple of episodes ago. So, uh, back over at the cocoon, Joey tells Andrew that he's grown to accept he's an inhuman and basically he wants to be on Daisy's team and he says that he could be a real weapon against evil. And Andrew says, oh, 
a dangerous weapon. <laughs> and he, he starts to get, get get up in his in his grill. Mm-hmm. And and I th- I was like, yep, he's gonna turn to lash and kill him. However, just at that point, May busts in and kicks Joey out as well as the two kind of guards, the shield guards, and says, "We need to talk." <laughs> Which you're like, oh shit. <laughs> If, if May does that, you're you know you're in trouble. He he he's been a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, we then see Mac's secret meeting, which turns out to be with Lincoln uh, somewhere off base. Uh, Lincoln tells him that like that he's been hunted, but he's got some intel on Lash. Um, he says that all all his fr- all Link- all Lincoln's friends are either missing or dead. This is his inhuman friends. And he says he reached out to Mac because Mac fought by his side against Lash, so that eliminates him as a suspect. Um, and he tells Mac that Lash is in Shield, and Lincoln needs Mac's help to prove it. Now we obviously already know who Lash is at this point, mm-hmm. and I think that they really spoiled this week's episode for me by revealing that Lash was Andrew last week. Like I think it would have been so much cooler if they'd left it to this week. And learnt learnt it alongside the characters. Um, like but, it was, a but it was such a big, it was such a huge reveal last week. It it would have been uh, it would have been such a cool reveal this week as well. But it just kind of like made this week's plot like, oh, they need like Lincoln has an idea that maybe someone in Shields, uh, and you're like, okay, yeah, we know, already know who it is. Like you're like, of course it is. It's Andrew. We know that. And like the whole thing with with Joey, I mean, we already knew that Andrew was lashing, like well, he would either kill him or not. You know, I disagree because I thought it was great the way it was uh, revealed last week because every you know it blew everybody away. And yeah, you could have held it to this week, I guess, but without that, last week's episode would have uh, kind of been flat. And then. Um, I think. Well, I think that look, last week's this episode, w- and this week's episode would have been a two-parter then, essentially, and like this week's episode would have been much better for for me. Um, the other thing I would think is that by what what it set up this week for us was how you know what is May going to do with this knowledge. And seeing the ramifications, excuse me, from last week's reveal. Mm. But I just, I just think it would be killer if we'd done it this episode. But anyway, um, we'll we'll get to we'll get to me and what she's gonna do later on. Um, so Daisy, uh, we didn't see Daisy showing Rosalind around the plane, and she shows her the adaptive containment room and mentions that Shield's goal is to observe and educate the Inhumans and. If there are any worthy ones, then they can be on Daisy's team, basically. Uh, Rosalind tells Daisy that she's afraid of her and the other humans because, well, Daisy could bring the plane down at any second if she wanted to. Daisy obviously wouldn't, but for every Daisy Johnson, there's a lash. (laughs) You know, I like... Which is a a worrying thought. I liked this exchange between the Mm -hmm. two of them. It It really shows the two... Um, the two sides of the Civil War. Yep. Um, so I think that um, go, ha- having this exchange and 
airing the the concerns of both was uh, I thought they did it pretty well. Um, I don't think anything was resolved by it, but it shows what the regular humans think of the inhumans or most of them. And yeah. to and the fact that you know, just like we we're talking about uh, the cosplayer that got arrested in the UK, yeah, uh, we're living in a world where you know people are doing really, really bad things with guns. I'm not sure there's any mm-hmm. th- really good things you can do with a gun, but <laughs> <laughs> not really. No. Yeah, maybe re- like maybe maybe put it in the bed, like disarm it. You know, <laughs> uh, you know. Gun, and I, uh, I don't so want to get whole, into the, thing, to, yeah. to that whole thing, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Uh, so they're saying now they don't. Now there's people walking around that don't even need guns. They are the weapon. Yep. And you know, in the world that we live today, that is a scary thought. You know, we have the underwear bomber, we have the shoe bomber. Uh, over over the last. 10, 15 years. Uh, we have terrorists finding new and creative ways to uh, promote their cause. Mm. Um, so, you know, we live in a world of fear as it is. God, this show gets political so, sometimes. Yeah. And, but, and I mean, you see that you see that in Iron Man. Remember they had the, the extremist stuff where you had like the people blowing themselves up there? Mm-hmm. And then in this world, now you have aliens. You've confirmed aliens exist, and they have attacked Earth in Avengers. Earth's, yeah, the original Avengers. Mm. You have metahumans destroying city blocks in some African country, Hulk versus Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, there is these people with powers, while uh, they, they could be a force of good, there are going to be bad ones as well. And when mm. the two clash, there is going to be a lot of collateral damage. Mm. You know, uh, think about... I, I mean, just all the comic books that you've read over the years. If if these heroes exist, most cities would be bankrupt mm. from uh, the damage that ensues on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, well, Tony Stark pays for all the damage that the Avengers cause. Remember, he bought the building that he, he took down. True, but... Uh, I assume that he paid for the cleanup of, of that city as well. Because he has a billionaire, so okay. it only cost. Well, it would probably cost maybe billions to repair that damage. But all right. So, but but the idea that there are powered people among us scare those without the powers. Mm. Yep. Because usually those uh, that have the power, you know, power corrupts, and absolute power uh, corrupts absolutely. There's yep. something to that. Um, so, I mean, I, I can understand Rosalind's concern. Yep. It is a very real concern that people would certainly have if, that was, if this was in the real world as well. 
So uh, back over at Cocoon, we and and I definitely think that it just feels like this is leading towards civil war, and I think mm-hmm. I'll be really disappointed if it doesn't. Like if if this fizzles out before like civil war takes effect, and this doesn't tie into it at all, that would be really disappointing to me. Like I hope there's a divide and. Uh, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well and there's some sort of battle between friends and stuff like that. I think that would be awesome to see. But we need to get some more powered people, <laughs> more inhumans on the team so that there can be a battle between powered people. That would be that would be awesome. But anyway, I, I digress. We'll, we'll see if that happens as the show progresses. So back over at Cocoon, we see uh, May confronting Andrew about his flight logs and she mentions that he was within 30 miles of at least five of the inhuman deaths. And also mentions that his medical files were deleted. And we, d- we did get a tweet about that, which requires some... Sh- so definitely requires some shield logic there, but we'll, we'll get to that later on because I, I didn't think about that at the time, but uh, I, I definitely want to credit the listener for that. I can't remember who it was that sent it in, but we'll get to that later. Um, and she also tells him about what Werner von Strucker said to her. Uh, Andrew tells her to stop because he starts to get a little bit worked up and he shoots me with an icer basically so that he doesn't turn into Lash because he was feeling a little bit threatened. Uh, back at Shield HQ, Fitz continues watching Simmons' videos and our pictures and things from her time on the alien planet. And it's quite clear from, like, especially her video message and the uh, audio clips that she sent back to him, it's quite clear from those that she obviously loves him and that she imagined them like having a future together and like them going on a date and stuff like that and mentions them um, uh, living in Perthshire together just up the road from me <laughs> M- okay. maybe uh, <laughs> maybe uh well maybe uh, maybe a four or five hour drive but yeah I've certainly been there it is, it is a nice place all right <laughs> uh, she also mentions uh I so she also mentions in one of the vid- in the, her last video that she makes that she's not how sure how long the battery will last the battery lasts for a long fucking time after she makes this video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that battery lasts, what, how long did it last for? It was hundreds and hundreds of days. Or, or thousands of hours or whatever it was. It was a ridiculously long time for a battery to last. It was over a thousand hours, I think we figured. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, she, and she also says that she'll always be with him. And, and, and he's absolutely heartbroken at this point, and I felt so sorry for him. Like, uh, I, 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 I wasn't I wasn't in tears, but I was I was certainly very very upset with Gemma for her antics after she'd said all these things to then go and, and do what she did. I was, I was it, it it made me angry all over again. But anyway, that, that, that was a whole rant on another episode that you can go back and listen to. Um, so we cut back over to uh, now an abandoned building where Andrew has taken May to and chained her to a sort of big, it's like a motor or a welder or something like that. Yeah, it looked like some type of table saw or whatever. Yeah, something with a big gas tank on it that is immovable anyway. Um, Andrew says that he's scared that his instinct will take over and he'll turn into Lash again, so he's like, calm down, mate, don't, don't try and attack me. <laughs> And he tells her about Jiang's book full of the inhuman names and how he came out of his cocoon feeling sick and different. We see a little bit of a flashback here of him doing this and he says it felt like a part of him was unlocked. And he also said that he had this kind of urge to be near other inhumans, but he didn't actually turn into Lash until he met one and uh, he, he lashed out 
which is a, a name drop to obviously his character name. He's like, I lashed out. I'm like, okay, just name yourself. We need a Cisco in this show to name all the uh, the heroes and the villains. Well, he's already. Uh... Yeah, the guy, the other guy, already named, or he named himself. But it makes sense for his uh, his character because yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Uh, he tells me that he dumped her because he didn't want to hurt her, which makes complete sense and is the ultimate, it's not you, it's me. Okay. Um, now, back at Shield HQ, Coulson hears about May and Andrew disappearing and he's kind of talking to Rosalind here and he, Rosalind says that Daisy has fire and she ties Coulson's tie for him because he still hasn't managed to work out to tie a tie with his hand. Although he can, he, does, he can stop uh, other things happening later on. Uh, Rosalind says, uh, sorry, uh, he has apparently told Rosalind that it was a shark attack when he lost his hand in, which is an amusing <laughs> thought. And it, like, obviously because of that, it, it made me think back to, like, I think it was last week's Flash or the week before's, where there was uh, King Shark in it, in, in a ridiculously good scene. If, if you've not seen it, go and check that out. That was two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, yeah. Like, <laughs> there was some amazing CGI in, in, in that episode. And I just had this image of, of King Shark biting off Colvin's sand. Obviously, a different universe, but... <laughs> uh, it's, a, uh, but... it's a cool story. Mm. She obviously doesn't believe it, but... <laughs> no. uh, so he tells her the truth that one of his men cut it off to save his life. <laughs> I think I'm using it. He's like, one of my men. Like, Mac is one of his men. <laughs> It's like Men in Tights. It's just right away of like Robert Hood and the Men in Tights. But anyway, um, he also mentions that he has the Phantom Pain. And I, I was mm. kind of curious as to what console he was playing on. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, I got the reference there. Yeah, I, I, Obviously, it's a reference to the, the real Phantom Pain that people feel when they lose a limb. And uh, she tells him to look ahead and see what's in front of him. And obviously, it's her because she's standing right in front of him. At this point, uh, Daisy comes in and sees them standing very, very close together. And like it was kind of a bit like if they were out to kiss, but they, they didn't. And she has the news that another Quinjet has requested to dock. Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not keen on on <laughs> Coulson's relationship with uh, with Rosalind. It's very kind of is it isn't it? But we'll we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, so this Quinjet is it's Lincoln and Mac with the uh, the news that Andrew is Lash. That we already knew from last week, and I, I think that this reveal would have been much cooler if we'd seen it in this episode at this point <laughs> rather than last week. But that, that's just my personal opinion. Um, so he's basically Andrew's basically been using Jiang's book to track down the Inhumans and kill them. Coulson tells uh, Rosalind that the president is going to have to wait. <laughs> Or, in other words, they couldn't get the actor to appear on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> because, obviously, they need to keep using the same actor because it's the same president. Mm-hmm. They could have had a meet with the vice president or the secretary of defense or anybody, you know. And it's, it's, hey, uh, the team comes first, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln tells Daisy that Andrew won't always be able to change back and forward. He is still going through the change, and sooner or later he will be lashed full-time. Uh, he also says that Andrew's slowly disappearing if he's not gone already. Now, back over at this abandoned place, Andrew tells me that he wouldn't have hurt Joey, which I do not believe at all, because it looked like he was about to kill him. 
Uh, he also says he would never lay a, def- a finger on Daisy, which I, I I do believe that because we have seen him walk away from Daisy before. Although we did see him fight her before, <laughs> he, he didn't lay a finger on her. He did fire his like laser bolt thing at her. But when she asks, when May asks him about Lincoln, he tells her that that kid has a dark side. Yes, which is is kind of interesting. So I'm I'm curious to see what Lincoln's dark side is because although we've seen him get angry and stuff, we've not mm. really seen him have a I would say dark side per se. Well, Everything he's done has been fairly good, or at least maybe some of the stuff's been in his self interest. But I mean, I know he did kill his uh, his friend, but it was kind of accidental. Maybe um, that's what he's, he's meaning and, by the dark side. Well, he also is a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, so maybe that's what he means. But I mean. People can be recovering alcoholics and go on to do great things, so he's really mm-hmm. tarring him with a, a brush here and not giving him a chance. I'm which not is... dissing the alcoholics. I'm just saying, nope. you know, uh, it 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 is a flaw. And in um, Andrew's mind, mm-hmm. that may be enough of a reason to that he is not worthy of the... Of being an inhuman, mm-hmm. and 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 obviously we know that he also judges you that if your powers are crap, then he will just kill you. Like you've got crap powers, you can float. Nah, no, nah, that's not good. Just die. <laughs> if you remember the, uh, yeah, the guy that I, I, and made his dinner, <laughs> you know, and it's just you know, it's just something a problem I have with pretty much any time they kill anybody. It's like. They have too much potential. Why are you wasting a perfectly good character? You know, I, I always have that issue. I'd actually like them to kill more people because, um, <laughs> you bloodthirsty <laughs> bastard. I don't know. Just to, like, I, I just really like to like for the agents to really get the gravity of the situation, and like for more people to die makes. You're it just blood adds to the thirsty kind of, bastard. The gravitas of the situation. <laughs> like Venavon Strucker, like he should be he should be dead. Like he should be dead. And not Coulson. Coulson can come back. <laughs> anyway, I, I digress. Um so Andrew brings up uh, Bahrain to May and says that May killing the little girl in order to save many others was like the right thing to do. And May's like, Well, that doesn't sound like Andrew <laughs> you know? And uh Andrew also says that he doesn't he doesn't want to do what he's doing, but he has to, which is kind of like the greater good argument, like he's mm-hmm. killing these people so that they can't hurt other people. But it's like the whole potential thing, you know, like most of the people that he's killed have probably not really hurt anyone. They just, they might have the potential to possibly hurt someone in the future. Like Floating like, Girl. I mean, yeah. what's she going to do? Well, it was the, Float it was the up high and drop a rock on you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the floating guy and the, and the girl with the yeah. stretchy firearms yeah. and like Joey, for example. Although, like, I mean, I suppose you could argue that Joey nearly hurt people, or he did injure people. We didn't. He did didn't injure kill people. Yeah, so I mean, you could argue that it was that, but you know, you, I do think you need to give these people a chance to like adjust. If if you suddenly gained a superpower, mm. then there's a period of adjustment there. Yeah. It's a, a, li- a little bit it of a learning curve. It took me cover, forever <laughs> to to learn how to control mine. <laughs> yeah. 
And we're not going to reveal what no, it is No, yet. no, no, we can't. We can't. The, 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 secrets. That's level seven. <laughs> that's level eight. <laughs> yeah. no, level seven's okay. Like, we are, everyone listening is level seven. Oh, okay. It's level eight. <laughs> that's uh, behind the scenes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, they, they kind of talk about old times and how they used to have a, have a wee place and they used to use their oven as a heater which uh, Andrew says is not the safest way to stay warm, but it did the trick. I've seen people do this before. <laughs> my mother used to turn on the oven. Uh, my, my, my dad was, uh, and, and it's uh, a trait that I've unfortunately picked up, uh, you know, we wouldn't turn on the heat until a certain day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I usually I think the the first day he would let heat usually go on was like November 1st. Which is something uh, I've done with my wife, but she just doesn't listen to me and turns it on whenever, <laughs> whenever she wants. Uh, but she works from home now, so it's like, well, you're here all day. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, actually, we have not turned on the heat yet. It's November eleventh, nope. and yeah, I think it's a glo- global warming, and we haven't uh, turned on our heat yet either. <laughs> and uh, although my feet are cold right now. I need my Homer's. I need my Homer Simpson slippers. <laughs> Why don't you have Marvel slippers, Chip? Because <laughs> I haven't found a good pair of Marvel slippers yet. I'll have to look. Do you know what you need? These Venom slippers to to go with my hoodie. Yep. <laughs> by, uh, by the <laughs> way, I found yeah. my order. My hand solo fridge will be here September, uh, November twenty third. Ah, nice. Oh, that's the twenty third. The twenty third. It's oh yeah, it's coming out late, but as long as I get better late than never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll give you three days to watch Jessica Jones before the game yep. arrives. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> anyway, I, after yeah. the shit I bought yesterday, I I got plenty of games to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Andrew says that he's still the same man as he always was, and he never gave up on her. So he asks her to not give up on him. And they kind of kiss, which was a little bit awkward because she's obviously chained to this thing and doesn't really have a choice in the matter. But it's kind of unclear whether she wants to kiss him back or not. But, she, I mean, she obviously still loves him and she's very conflicted at this point. However, at, at this point, um, someone pops in and uh, it's Coulson. He's uh, sorry to interrupt, but he's still waiting on Joey's reassessment, <laughs> which was just hilarious. It was, it was a good line. Pure Coulson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coulson has, uh, he tells Andrew not to turn in a lash, basically, because he's brought back up just in case he doesn't come quietly. Um, he's, he has brought, like, uh, Daisy, and he's brought Daisy Lincoln, Mac, uh, Rosalind, and some of her guys, and also the containment module, just in case Andrew turns in a lash, and so they can take him away safely. They didn't, he didn't bring Hunter or Bobby, though, strangely. And no. Bobby is now basically mm-hmm. okay for field duty, so you would have thought this was an op that she could have gone on, but they decided not to use her on this one. So, well, um, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Sky and um, uh, Sky, Lincoln Mac and Daisy have all split up and gone different ways to cover different exits for Lash, and Lincoln doesn't think that he'll come quietly. Uh, Andrew claims to Coulson that he's trying to help. Coulson sought the good from the bad and he says that Coulson gave him this job. 
Colson says, well, that's a pretty poor interpretation of a therapist, <laughs> which it absolutely is. Like, therapist does not generally kill people. <laughs> I would not be happy if I was paying a therapist money and then they just turned around and killed me. Anyway, you're, you're, um, oh. Andy, your hour hmm. is up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Coulson, <laughs> Coulson will. Uh, Andrew says Coulson will see soon that he is doing them a favor, which I hope is a kind of like foreshadowing for Civil War. But we'll we'll see how that pans out as things go forward. I I think you're getting a, your hopes up that there's going to be know. that much of a uh crossover with Shield, but. I just want to, I, like, I, I know there might not necessarily be characters crossover one way or the other, but I just hope that the actual things that happen in the movie, like, take big effect in the uh, in the show as well. Like, we have to see people choosing sides and that sort of stuff. Like, I think that's something we need to see in, like, a big time. Like, that would be awesome. I mean, they've they've got a wee while still to, quite, we'll say, 10-plus episodes still to... Mm-hmm to get to that point so we'll see what happens uh, Lincoln uh, Lincoln uh, thinks that Andrew is insane and he does kind of sound a little bit insane <laughs> from what he's saying at this point uh, Andrew says that he's only killed those who deserve it and Lincoln arrives in the room with Andrew at the same, at this point and uh, he blows out the lights using his spark powers and says uh, who the hell made you judge, jury and executioner which is a very valid point and Lincoln tells him that he had no right to kill his friends, basically, whilst Andrew claims that he has every right to do it. And Lincoln kind of starts to spark at this point. And Coulson tells them all that the ATCU is working on a cure, which we already knew about. And Andrew, at this point, turns into Lash and says, I am the cure. <laughs> so he's going to rid the world of the inhuman disease, essentially. <laughs> which is quite which is quite amusing. I am the cure. <laughs> it the way he said it was quite cool. Uh, Lincoln at this point. Hmm? No, I mean he is becoming a raving lunatic, and we're seeing that uh, the power or whatever you want to call it is starting to corrupt him. Yeah, it's definitely definitely taking over him, and you're seeing Andrew's personality kind of start to bleed away. And so Lincoln at this point blasts Lash and then chases him when he runs off. Uh, Coulson frees May. Um, Lincoln catches up with Lash and Lash knocks out Lincoln. And Lash is about to kill Lincoln when Mac arrives and shoots Lash. Um, Mac at this point regrets not committing to the shotgun axe idea, which he absolutely has to get by the end of the season. Like 100%. He needs that shotgun axe. Fitz needs to make a shotgun axe for him. Um. Lash chases Mac and Mac Rudos for help. Lash catches up with Mac and is about to kill Mac when Coulson appears and uses his super strong robot hand to stop Lash. Coulson tries to talk him down, saying, oh, Andrew, we're friends. And Lash then kind of turns his uh, gaze around to Coulson and prepares to kill Coulson. And uh, Coulson's like, oh, well, maybe just acquaintances. (laughs) 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 Which is hilarious. Um... Lash is then about to kill Coulson when Rosalind's team appears and shoots Lash. And now, are you starting to see a bit of a pattern going on here, Chip? <laughs> this is happening over and over. 
And so Rosalind's team appears and shoots Lash. Uh, Lash attacks them, knocking them all down, and it looks like he is about to kill the last one of the team when Rosalind appears mm-hmm. and shoots Lash. Lash then turns on Rosalind and grabs her by the throat, lifting her up and choking her. And Lash is about to kill Rosalind when uh, no one appears this time. So he throws her off a balcony to her death when Daisy appears and saves Rosalind using her quick powers to cushion Rosalind's fall. It's called team uh, building, Andy. That that whole thing was like, he's going to kill this person. No, he's not. He's going to kill this person. No, he's not. I was like, oh my God. They just did the same thing five times Will in a row. Will somebody die already? <laughs> I know. Like, kill someone, please. <laughs> It just like it just was really weird how they did that. There's the exact same thing five times in a row, and I was like, "Oh my god, they they can't do it again." And they did. It was cool to see Daisy using her pills in a new way, though, and yeah. seeing her like it was kind of like and we've seen the Invisible Woman do stuff like that before yeah. in the comics. I don't know that I've ever seen Quake do it, but I haven't read enough Quake to say. It's, it seems feasible that mm-hmm. she would be able to do that. Like, she's got, say, vibration powers. She can mm-hmm. control the vibrations of objects. So she can vibrate things and make them land slowly. Cool. And she she could have let Rosalind die there. <laughs> that might have solved a lot of problems, but she chose not to. And, like, that's obviously not what Daisy does. So, yeah, this is a, a new power to, to Daisy. She didn't know she could do this. And, and to Coulson, and obviously does as well. Um, at this point, Lincoln catches back up with Lash and lures him to the to the area where the containment module is and May steps in and takes over and May manages to talk talk him down basically by uh, talking talking about kind of old times and like how it's kind of like she's saying that she wasn't worthy for him or something to that effect and and he kind of goes okay and turns back into Andrew and however she then uh shoots him uh, a few times in the chest and uh, blasts him basically into the containment room and closes the door. Into the Doctor Who van. Yeah, into the Doctor Who van. And when the door closes, he sort of does his monster moment where he lashes back out at the door as Lash. And Coulson pops up behind me and says, how did you know that that wouldn't kill him? I didn't. (laughs) Like okay, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's harsh, but but mm. fair. Uh, back at HQ, <laughs> we see uh, Fitz and his uh, I-, "I bloody knew it" moment, <laughs> where uh, Fitz shows Bobby and Hunter an image of a symbol from the castle chamber, and then an image of Simmons with Will, mm-hmm. and Hun- Hunter says. You're, uh, I'm just going to say what we're all thinking. He has a hog face. He does have a hog <laughs> face, Hunter. You're right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Hunter's uh, siding with Fitz on this one. And it was, uh, again, great line from Hunter. <laughs> He's only in two scenes, and they're like my two favorite moments of the whole episode. So he then, uh, Fitz then shows them a comparison of the the symbol to the logo of the space program that Will was with, which is on his on the arm of his suit. And he says, that, oh, they look similar if you turn one of them upside down. I didn't <laughs> see the similarity. No, no. I, mean, I was completely with Hunter who said it was a bit of a stretch, mate. <laughs> um, Fitz reckons that it's the same group. And 
it kind of sounds like he's talking about the the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Like not, I'm not necessarily saying it's the Marvel Illuminati. However, I have a crazy theory. Oh dear God! No, keep moving. They will. They will get to nothing to see here, people. <laughs> they will get to at the end of the episode. So, um, Bobby, however, says that is worth Fitz having a little bit of a dig around with that. Now, uh, Rosalind then talks with me, and she sympathizes with her, and she says that if she had a chance to save someone she'd love, she'd take it. Me and Daisy agree that Andrew should be frozen until the ATCU finishes their cure, which is fine. They'll they'll give him the gel freeze treatment. And we'll, presumably he'll be sequestered away and he'll pop back up one day when there's a breakout. And Coulson and Rosalind decide to go for a drink because they've had a hard day. <laughs> uh, Fitz and Simmons then meet and Fitz reckons that he's found a way to reopen the portal. And Simmons is happy about it, but it's a really like super awkward moment because he tells her that he's seen the all of what she said and recorded when she was away on the other planet, and it's really awkward when they talk about it. And he he kind of gives her an out by saying that oh well she wasn't shrink- thinking straight because she was tired, dehydrated, and obviously hungry. But she obviously wants to break his poor little heart just a little bit more, and she tells him that, nope, she was totally clear-headed when she said all of those things. Well, she's saying that she loves him, Andy. Yeah, but then she's saying that she, like, what, needs to get back to the planet to get this guy well. Like, that, that is harsh. Like, she could have just said, yeah, I was. Like, I wasn't thinking straight. And then, end of, end of like, we're going to go know, back and find Will. Just because she's going back to rescue a guy that is stranded on a planet, Okay, yes, they probably knocked Boots on the planet. Mm. We're, we, we will assume Boots were knocked, okay? Mm. Uglies were bumped. But yep. uh, the fact of the, that doesn't mean, I mean, like we kind of said that at the time, love the one you're with. She didn't think she was ever getting back to Fitz, that she was trapped yeah, but- on this planet with this dude. Yeah, I know, but it's just, and oh, it's just it, hard. It, oh, it, oh, that's... It, it will be awkward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, but it doesn't mean, you know, the fact that she's going back to rescue him doesn't mean that she still doesn't want to uh, be with Fitz in the end. Uh, no, I know what it is. She's she's being greedy. She's being greedy. She wants a maybe, cake. And, she and, she and, she yeah. wants a threesome, but yeah. uh, <laughs> who doesn't? But um, the I you know I I, I love the Jenna and Fitz dynamic. You know the, these these are the two people that just no matter what something happens every, every time they are about to get together something happens mm-hmm. fitz becomes dane bramaged mm-hmm. that simmons gets eaten by the slime monster <laughs> uh so um you know it's they might be jumping the shark and we'll get into that because sharks were jumped at the end of this episode but um <laughs> Or at least bones were, but um, the 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 fact that yeah, I mean, once the two of them hook up, 
I mean, that is going, you know, that's that could be the end of the show. Now, just, and, you know, here is a human being, a member of the American military, supposedly, mm-hmm. that is stranded on a planet across the universe. You know, Gemma being the good person that we believe her to be, and we have no reason to believe she isn't a good person. Not anymore, no. She's she's not Hydra. <laughs> I know. You think she's a hoe, but... Um, I, don't, I don't I don't think she's a hoe. Like, I, I know I said that, but I'm just, I just feel really bad for Fitz. Like, oh. And I... I don't disagree with... I mean, okay, it is an awkward situation. Uh, Fitz is being being the man here mm-hmm. by yeah, helping it. her rescue her friend, all right? You know, maybe they were friends with benefits. Maybe they were cuddle buddies, whatever you want to you wanna think of it. But that doesn't mean that uh, she and Fitz won't eventually end up together. And it may be that, you know, uh, like I said, as far as she knew, she was never going to see Fitz again. This poor dude has been on the planet for 14 years. Mm-hmm, yeah. He, he couldn't find a way home in 14 years. Mm-hmm. So the so she probably and then once they lose their quote unquote one chance at getting home, you know she she kind of resigns herself that oh th- th- this is all I'm gonna get. Hmm. And yeah, I you, suppose you need to make the best you, of a bad situation. Exactly. But but anyway, like in at the end of this uh, this scene here, she she asks him what should they do about it because obviously he like he obviously loves her and from what she said there and she says that she meant all those things she mm-hmm. obviously loves him mm-hmm. so she's like well what should we do about this and he's like well for now let's just watch the sunrise which obviously plays back into. Or not getting to watch the sunrise with Will back on the planet, and uh, we also then see May watching the sunrise and recalling mm-hmm. better times with Andrew when they were when they were happy and before he before he turned into Lash. It's a real shame for May because she talks about how like like she's getting like a happy ending and all that, and now you see her and she's like more raging than ever. I hope she just becomes even more badass. Now, um, after credits scene was uh, Ward sharing a whiskey with Gideon Malik, who's uh, Powers Booth's character, who tells him that revenge only provides a temporary pleasure, but a pleasure nonetheless, which <laughs> I'm with Ward there. Um, Ward's grand plan is to cut off the head of shields because his theory is that without Phil Coulson, shield won't grow back, which I 100% disagree with because... He's got ready-made replacements there. Like mm-hmm. May could, May could take over and run it, and we saw her do that when Colton was uh, persona non grata and and whatnot. Or Daisy could easily take over as well. So I totally agree that, totally disagree that she would, won't grow back. And that's just nonsense. What they would just get, continue and honouring Colton's legacy essentially with 
with uh, someone else taking over mm. as the head. And at this point, Powell's, uh, Powell's. <laughs> at this point, Gideon gets a call from Rosalind Price, who we see getting dressed in the morning. So they're obviously in a different time zone because uh, Ward and Gideon are nighttime, mm. and this is uh, Rosalind Price in the morning. So she's apologising for missing their meeting at NORAD and she says that she will bring him to Gideon soon enough. And he says, oh, time is of the essence. Obviously, he looks at Ward. Rosalind then kind of hears a noise and is like, okay, I gotta go and hangs up. And turns out that the noise she heard was uh, Coulson emerging from her bedroom. (laughs) This is obviously the next morning after they went for their drink and they obviously had a good night. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosalind, however, does not cook in breakfast. Um, she does not cook at all, which is uh, a major negative for her. And so they will go out for breakfast. Now, I would imagine Coulson is probably a good cook, considering how much like food talk there's been in the in, in Agents of Shield. Well, he cooked. Like, didn't he cook? Yeah, Gemma. he cooked for Simmons. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he he's a foodie, so he can he can do the cooking. But the, so they're going to go out for breakfast, and we see them share a kiss. Now, my question to you is, is Coulson in bed with the enemy? Oh, he's certainly in bed with Roz. <laughs> oh, he's um, definitely in bed with Roslyn, yeah. Well, it's an, I, I don't know where they're going with this because we did see the scenes from next week as well. And uh, you almost got a... Um, It's it's getting weird quick. Uh, the fact so Roz is actually working with Hydra. Is that the the theory here? Does she know who uh, Gideon is? Okay, so so my theory right is that Rosalind doesn't know that uh, Gideon is Hydra. No, we know that Hy- that uh, sorry that Gideon was part of the World Security Council. Mm-hmm. It's quite conceivable that he was never found out as a Hydra member and just uh, never revealed himself to be Hydra and just went back into the shadows and stayed in his, went and got another government position with NORAD or like along, as a government advisor or, or whatever. And he was the one that that she's been liaising with to with this meeting with Coulson and, and the president and whatnot. So I don't think that Rosalind knows that he is... A, a bad guy. It's certainly not that he's Hydra anyway, because I don't think that Rosalind would want to have anything to do with Hydra. Because, because, and I have a really crazy theory here as to Rosalind. I think that Rosalind might be Janet Van Dyne. Oh, dear God. <laughs> So you, you you have rendered me speechless. <laughs> so she came back from the microverse and either didn't want to reveal herself or couldn't remember who she was because like being in the microverse confuses you, especially there for a wee while. Um, and she mentions that her husband died, and I think things have just got a little bit confused in her head when she been in the microverse. And she does mention that her husband was a doctor who died. And that's and she's getting involved in all this inhuman stuff and wanting to do all that sort of stuff. And we see that Hank Pym was kind of against all this stuff as well. So she's got that mentality from him. No. This is Matthew. D- and look no, at that here. Dude, dude I, I, I think we have jumped 
the the crazy Andy theory shark. <laughs> that is absolutely the most. I'm trying to say this polite, and there's just no way uh, insipid theory I have ever heard. Oopsie, oopsie. <laughs> uh, you know, if you wanted to tell me that she is actually Madame Hydra, that I could go with. No, because I don't think she's a bad person. Although, like from the scenes from next week, we saw that it doesn't look as if the ATCU is actually working on a cure. No, but I still... think they're exterminating them. I, you know, it's almost like um, what what's that stuff in that uh, book, the green. Uh, you know, they're people where you're eating people. Um, I can't remember the – it's a sci-fi thing, and I'm just completely fried. But uh, I don't know that one. <laughs> huh? I don't know that one. Oh, you would if I said it. But anyways, um, it, it doesn't sound like the ATCU is saving – you know, is working on a cure um, – what they say? Well, if they're if they're not working on the cure, what are they doing? There mm-hmm. seems to be a lot that is going to be revealed as to to um, Roslyn, mm-hmm. uh, the ATCU, and maybe you know, like you said, hopefully they are leading up to things that will be addressed in the Civil War. I just have a feeling that none of the cast of Shield are getting invited to that party on the big screen. Um, Possibly not, unfortunately. But we will see like people that have been in Shield. Like obviously, we'll see uh, Maria Hill. Yeah, and but Nick Fury. All right. But in terms of, is is he sleeping with the enemy? Well. Is she a bad person? I mean, my wife had a theory. She One of the things uh, that was revealed about Roz in episode, I think it was two, maybe it was one, when they were going through her aliases, she also worked with NASA. Mm-hmm. So was she part of the group that sent Will uh, through the portal? Quite possibly, yeah. There's every chance she could be one of the Marvel Illuminati, which uh, t- ties to my other theory. Uh-oh. Which, uh oh. Which I don't know if I can is, handle another Andy theory now. Yeah, which uh, you might think this is actually even crazier than the last one. So my my crazy theory about the uh, the planet that uh, that Simmons was sent to. Now you remember uh, the the person that's on the planet Death, who was all cloaked in the. It was all in a big black cloak and stuff like that. Okay, I think that that may actually be none other than Bruce Banner. Who hold on, hold on, hold on. Start that over. You know how there's death in yeah. the cloak? Yes. I think that that is none other than Bruce Banner, who has been banished to the planet by the current Marvel Illuminati. So, like, Nick Fury, possibly Tony Stark, maybe Jane Foster, and possibly uh, Rosalind Price or, or Janet Van Dyne, as she may be. Um, because like it would make sense as to the dust cloud because the dust cloud could easily be caused by the Hulk raging around and obviously he's well capable of killing the scientist guys that might have come over with Will. Why do I do this show? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and I mean, 
These are these dude, are crazy theories. Dude, Even I will say. <laughs> when when we have the hearing to have you committed, I want to be the first witness, and I'm just bringing episodes of this show to the hearing. <laughs> I, I, I look, you are. This is Agents of Shield. We are not getting Janet Van Dyne. We are not getting the Hulk, Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> In we'll any see. way, shape, or form. We'll see. I can hope. Yeah, and, and... <laughs> no! Like I said, like I said, these are no. crazy out there theories. But how cool would it be if those were true? <laughs> I said it first. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, <laughs> hey, what did you think of the episode overall? I liked it. I mean, I, I thought there was a lot going on. I thought there was a lot of, uh, you know, um, one of the things that my wife mentioned and I kind of agreed with her is they wrapped up the lash thing fairly quickly. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Like, obviously, after last week's episode, and it was obviously going to come to a head. I, I did think that, uh, that he would go away for a while. Like, they might confront him, they might disappear off, and then they would have to hunt him mm. down on and catch him but yeah they wrapped it up so like because we assumed that the last storyline was going to be a season long thing mm -hmm. and it, it's a cool story to be chasing around after this guy all season or at least having him pop in and out in the in episodes but yeah to have wrapped it up this quickly i mean we're only in episode seven and we've got presumably another what, 15 or so to go like yeah something like that Something like that. So they've wrapped up that storyline really quickly, and uh, the only threat we're left with is Ward and uh, Gideon Malik, and obviously the ATCU stuff, which is kind of stuff that we've seen before, whereas Lash was totally different from something we've seen before. So they need to introduce something else into the mix. Well, I think they, I think they have some storylines going. I think mm -hmm. you know we are rapidly approaching the mid-season finale. I yep. would guess we have three, maybe four episodes left. Mm -hmm. um, we will get a break Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. They will. We won't. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, and I think you're you're going to wrap up probably most of these stories. By the end, I, the ward is, ward is going to be the overarching story, okay? Yep. That goes uh, throughout the season. They've already said he is the big bad of the season. <sighs> Sorry. Um, I, I like I like I like that they've got Gideon Malik kind of pulling the strings with him in the background. Yeah, I I like all of that. I think um, what will happen is there. We'll, you know, we will get a lot of, we will get a resolution to the ATCU thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's coming to a head. And whether or not, I, I really don't, I mean, I was kind of bummed when I, when uh, we found out Roslyn is uh, in cahoots, at least with a, a high-ranking Hydra member. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we, we we want Phil to get laid, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, <laughs> he's been the, through a lot. He's of been shit. through he, a lot. Yeah. You know, 
you know, it's a one way to let some aggression out. Um, and and he deserves a happy ending. Yeah, as well, yeah. Especially after who his, doesn't uh, want a happy ending, right? Yeah, especially after what happened with yeah. his, his last girlfriend. Now she thinks he's dead. So you know, I I kind of I I I enjoyed. I, I enjoy the interaction between him and uh, Roz. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, th- they have fantastic on-screen chemistry, and you know, I I would like to see her stick around because uh, she's good for Phil, and she's a good foil for Phil to an extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that kind of bummed me out, but. I like that we we got the the questions that we asked last week about how the hell did uh, Andrew become Lash? They have been answered completely. Uh, we kind of have a resolution to well, what the hell's going to become of him? Uh, you know, what's May going to do about this? All of that has been answered. Um, so. I like, and we're starting. We're starting up the next story. No, I don't even want to call it a story arc. I think it's a mini arc at best. Mm, but yep. but we're progressing some of the other storylines uh, to their resolution, which will probably be in the next three or four episodes. I, I hope that like they deal with some of this stuff next episode, and then we can start to like assemble this team, the Secret Warriors, because they promise the Secret Warriors, and we have. We have uh, Daisy and Mac, and, and Lincoln. Well, Link, Lincoln's Lincoln's basically there now. Like, and and I like that Lincoln seems to be, looks like he's going to be in the team. Yeah, he said. Well, with, well, it's not. What am I going to do? Just keep running? Yeah, like so. lashes out the way now. So mm-hmm. yeah, Lincoln's basically on the team, and I I like Lincoln. Um, he's definitely grown on me this season. I wasn't keen on him last season at all. But he's he's come into his own a little bit, and aside from his incident with uh, electrocuting his friend. <laughs> Well, that 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 was a that was an accident. Yeah, oh, um, definitely. So uh, overall, I I think it was a good. It, it wasn't my favorite episode of all time, but I think it was a good episode, and uh, it kept the story moving forward. It is. It wasn't a filler episode. Hmm. Like like I said, I, I was kind of disappointed with a couple of things that happened and it. Just obviously, I would have preferred if they'd kept the Android reveal to this episode, and I think it would have been it would have been a bigger reveal for for me personally. But that's a personal thing, and the, just that whole thing with Lash and like Lash is going to kill him, but no, he's getting saved, and then it, like that happening like five times in a row. I was like, oh come on, just kill someone. It's called teamwork, Andy. I know, but five times in a row, like that was just too much. All right, but the same thing five times in a row. Like, come on, get some better ideas. Like, they, they could have done some much more interesting things with I, that scene. I, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was uh, the two teams, the ATCU and Shield, working together, and uh, you know, b- basically saving each other's ass. Yeah, but the thing is with uh, Lash. The bullets don't hurt him. They just bounce off him. He doesn't care about them. Yeah, but um, the other guys were in the other room. They didn't see that uh, happen. No, so no, they no, come no, charging no. in and they try well, and I'm, shoot him. 
Oh no, no, I, I don't disagree with them shooting them. I mean, from Lash's point of view, like he wants to kill the Inhumans, and like someone shooting at him, like he might feel it, but it's not going to kill him. So why is he stopping killing the Inhuman to deal with the humans? Like his goal is to kill these Inhumans. Like you know, especially like when he's standing over Lincoln, maybe like mm. Mac and stuff. Yeah, they're a bit of a bother to him, but yeah, but like certainly when he's standing over Lincoln. Why does he not just pull the trigger? Like, the, it definitely didn't feel quite right to me that he did that. Anyway, just that was my my mm. small gripe. Step so did I just still did still did like overall. Mm. Right. And right. what were the ratings like for the episode? It was down. It, uh, <laughs> we forgot the ratings last week. Last week they mm, were yep. a one point four, which was holding steady and what kind of is expected with an episode of. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. these days. It was down to a 1.3 this week. But I think this show lives and dies on um, DVR. You know, I think that's where most people, including you and I now, uh, have to watch it. So I think... um, So I I don't think it is a concern at this point, at least. Um, It's not like... ABC has much other to put on anyways. And I think, you know, I'm not sure it's an audience that will ever grow or become uh, mainstream. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, these days, I mean, unless you're a procedural that's been on for 20 years, uh, you're, you know... uh, the audiences are small on network TVs these days. Yeah, I, I mean, you do see like uh, shows grow as mm-hmm. they keep going, mm-hmm. like because a, a lot of people they don't want to jump into a show episode one, although the the premiere is obviously still the highest rated uh, the highest rated episode. But um, a lot of people don't want to jump into a show until they know that it's got legs. Mm-hmm. Like you get invested in in a season of a show and then it gets cancelled. You're like, ah. Oh, well, that was for that. I watched all this and got invested in these characters and enjoyed it. And then the network cancelled it. And you're like, oh, okay. So a lot of people that always sucks. Do, do yeah, yeah, definitely. Like for Constantine, for example, like a lot of people wait until a show's hit like three, four seasons, and then they'll go, okay, well, there's a lot of that to watch. I'll now I can binge watch it, and then uh, I'll be caught up, and then I'll watch from from that point on. So people do do that, and mm-hmm. like these shows do grow over time, and, and we obviously see with the DVRs that Tube does pretty well. And well, like we talk, th- like my co-host yeah. Eli. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't start watching Gotham until uh, sometime this season. And for those of you that haven't watched Gotham, Gotham, well, it was kind of weird last year. It's been absolutely incredible. It's probably one of the best shows on TV these days. Um, But uh, he didn't start watching Gotham until uh, either late summer or early this season. And he's hooked. And with good reason. I love all these comic book shows, and I think we've discussed at great length before, like the different ways that people watch TV and, mm. and stuff nowadays, and so. how it's changing audiences and stuff like that. So I, I think the ratings, certainly the live ratings, are much less important to mm-hmm. ABC at least. Anyway, they seem to have a handle on mm-hmm. the fact that people watch DVR and um, through Netflix and, and that sort of stuff. If over here, I, 
I, I think the season has started airing, but it's way behind. <laughs> like, it's just, I mean, anybody that is really into the show finds a way to watch it before it comes on the TV here, which is silly. The networks do that over here, but that's a whole other thing. Let me just see. I don't know if they have. Uh... Yeah, they're not. Shieldnet isn't showing ratings this uh, year. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, why don't we have we have a bunch of Twitter and we have a couple of Facebook things? Uh, as uh, well, I'm going to do the Twitters first for one reason. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let me pull them up here. Boom. There we go. So let's see. All right. Okay. This is where we start about. This is a new uh, follower on our Twitter feed, Neutrobite. Which He's, is a cool name. That is a cool name. Uh, season three, episode six, Fantastic Twist. So that was last week's episode, but that's all right. Um, has Andrew been denying his inhuman, denying inhumans joining Daisy because they are unworthy lash fodder? I was wondering the same thing. I think, and I do think that has been an issue. I'm surprised uh, it's taken this long for him to try and. I don't know what the right word is. Consume uh, Joey? Because mm. <laughs> we have seen that he has met with Joey before. Mm -hmm. It has been mentioned, although we haven't seen it on screen. Right. Um, the, the thing is, with that, Joey is the only person that we've seen being brought into the fold. So, yeah. yes, he has killed people that could have potentially been recruited like uh, Lincoln's two friends Mr. Floaty Man and Stretchy Firearm Girl like he killed the, he killed them mm -hmm. before they even had a chance to be brought in so he, yeah there's absolutely the uh, the chance that he's been doing that which is a shame although those those two particular characters were probably not while they've been on the team anyway but yeah he <laughs> looks like he's been diluting the pool somewhat <laughs> hopefully now that he's gone we might see more prop up and I don't, y y you know, who knows if those, I mean, we didn't get to see their powers, really. We had stretchy firearms and we had Floaty Boy. But, you know, mm -hmm. maybe Floaty Boy can levitate other things. Who mm, knows? Maybe. You know, we'll never know because Lash killed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, welcome welcome to Cast a Shield, Neutrobite. Thanks for joining us. That picture looks awfully familiar. No, okay. I had to look. <laughs> no, 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 okay. You look like somebody that's a very close friend to the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Rennie. Mm -hmm. Rennie uh, uh, liked our Halloween costumes. Mm -hmm. She went as Daredevil, but nobody recognized her. <laughs> she should have attached the picture. Well, I actually went to her. She had a link over on her Twitter feed to her Instagram, mm -hmm. and I did get to look at the costume. She went as early Daredevil. Um, so yellow suit Daredevil? No, no, black. No? <laughs> no, black pajama Daredevil. Ah, cool, cool. Yeah, so... Um, 
Yeah, I think you got to go with the red suit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, while supposedly the Netflix show was a huge success, and it's getting into season two, so I'm going to say it was at least a success. Um, I don't, you know, people didn't know who I was as Venom. Mm, yeah. <laughs> who are you, man? Who who's Venom? <laughs> people didn't know who I was as Nathan Drake either, so <laughs> All right. Rennie also had a suggestion for our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh make weekly master posts about the apps so everyone writes on that. It it's easier to find the comments. I loved the idea and while I was waiting for Andy to show up tonight. I put up one for my episode. I put one up for next week's episode, which is Many Heads, One Tail. Mm-hmm. And I put one up for Jessica Jones as well. Yep. So uh, feel free to leave your thoughts on the episodes there. Uh, and that way, yes, it's a hell of a lot easier for us to find them. And I will say, obviously... Do not read the comments until you've watched the episodes because I guarantee you there will be spoilers. Uh, There's a a problem I have every single uh, uh, Wednesday morning when I wake up and I go, oh, look at all these notifications. Oh, oh, shit, don't look at those. (laughs) And we had one today today, uh, that we'll get to in a minute and I was like, oh, I want to see what he has to say. And it's like, oh, shit, I can't read this yet. Yeah. So. As soon as I as soon as I've watched the episode, it's literally the first thing I do. Like, what's everyone saying? <laughs> yep. So uh, obviously, we we do read all your comments. Uh, James Warren posted a couple of comments as well. Wow, we got more than I thought. Yeah. All right. Um, so Andrew is going to get the hand solo treatment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, or, or is it the Bill Cosby treatment? because <laughs> he's kind of being put in jello mm. <laughs> jello jello in fact because it's kind of a jello color hey, there's always room for jello chap. there's always room for jello and according to bill cosby roofies too um <laughs> That's it. let's not get into that <laughs> <laughs> roofies in your jello probably um oh. <laughs> Uh, more from James Warren. Shield logic for you. None of the med staff looked at Andrew's blood work before he erased it while he's in critical condition. Yep. Shield logic. You know, he, I, he wasn't really in critical condition, though. He was fine. He just like had a couple of cuts and bruises. He was totally fine. The, the fact that they even rushed him in on a gurney was just him acting, really. Going, oh, I feel weak and drowsy. Um, There's really nothing wrong with him. Um... So I don't think that they would have taken a look at his blood work at that point. However, when he first joined Shield, or was it, yeah, when he first joined Shield, it was after the Inhuman stuff happened. Mm. So you would have thought they would have screened him for Inhuman DNA then, or maybe they don't have an no, because we know that they do have an accurate way of doing it because they checked uh, what's his name Banks last week. So yeah, they should they should have checked him. Yeah, but they are, someone someone fucked up. He, but he's already. I I don't think he was ever. Uh, you know, he was a shield agent before. Yeah, so maybe it doesn't show up until you're uh, 
until you've gone through the change. Correct. Yeah, that's that's another possibility. They can't mm -hmm. tell who's going to be affected. And he's managed to delete his, uh, his profile in between. Um, next, another one from James Warren. The S.H.I.E.L.D. shrink is the first one to go through crazy and human ladies things. S.H.I.E.L.D. logic. And I thought about this and I was going to try and justify it. And I said, no, you're right. He's not the... Uh, you would expect that um, probably maybe Daisy would be the first one to go through since she's kind of the one in charge of Project Caterpillar. And, and it was would, her mom and she a, is an inhuman. Yeah. So they're kind of, they kind of fall to her by like birthright essentially. Yeah, but if it's confiscated, if it's been confiscated by a quote unquote government agency um, mm. and the, the fact that it was her mother. Mm, so... But yeah, it would. I doubt it would be Andrew. Yeah, you would have thought like it would be Coulson or or someone else, or even a flunky Sim just cataloging. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> they just they just get exposed to the Terrigen and then die, and then Andrew never becomes Lash, and then we never have the storyline. There you go. But I, th I quite I did quite like the way that they did it, and it it was cool seeing how he ended up getting. It was becoming an inhuman. Better than seeing him slug down his fish oil tablet with his orange juice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm glad it didn't go go down that because obviously we we will see that come into effect mm -hmm. again in in the season. But you don't want every single person to get this no. get powers the same way. No. Uh, next up, Mike. This. Easily was the best emotional roller coaster of an episode for the entire season and my all time favorite. I'm loving season three. I, I, I mean, I liked it. And like we already kind of commented on, it, I thought they did a lot with this episode. It was a very emotional episode and uh, it was tough. You know, you kind of have that old yeller moment between May and Lash. Hmm. Where she's got to shoot old Yeller. I'm sorry, boy. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to do it. Uh, uh, but I'm sorry, boy. <laughs> um. uh, I think my favorite episode so far was, was probably the first episode of this season. Like, it was just so strong, and the way they came back was brilliant. Turn, turn, like, turn. That's probably, that's probably my favorite episode of Shield so far. Turn, turn, turn. Mm, yeah, that's, my that's a good episode as well. Tim Hernandez, I love, I guess love is blind, but boy, is Phil going to be ticked off when he finds out the truth? <laughs> yep. He's going to feel used, he's going to feel dirty. <laughs> he's going to feel like me, basically, like when she found out about Walt. He's going to... He's going to join the Smackaho tribe, I think. <laughs> it's going to turn I, into Hank Pym. Yeah, uh, there could be. Maybe <laughs> she is Janet Van Dyne, and this yeah. time Phil, <laughs> Phil's the one that beats her. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing good about Spouse Libby. No, there isn't, that. but... <laughs> but uh, if anyone... If any uh, one has a reason to... Smack someone right now. Mm. She played him good. Mm -hmm. 
and I mean, he has been playing her as well. Like he has said that. So yeah, but, but I, he, he, I mean, it's clearly he likes her. Like quite obvious. Yeah, he has real feelings, mm. and if she has just been playing him this entire time, join the Smackaho tribe. Mm. Especially Colson. You don't. Yeah, do that it's Colson. Yeah. <laughs> Do it to Ward, okay, fine. Mac, yeah, whatever. Andrew, fine. Don't do it to Colson. Yeah. Don't do it to Fitz either, but that's a whole... Someone's already doing that to Fitz. And James Warren is in the same uh, camp here. Talk about sleeping with the enemy. A romp on the dark side. <laughs> All right, we have a couple Facebook things that we need to read. And... Rennie has already taken advantage of our handy dandy brand new uh, uh, notify our comment page. Mm -hmm. But we had one earlier. I want to pull that up first, and this is from Shanir, aka Ben. Mm -hmm. Awesome episode. The show always surprises me how they don't drag stories out. I, I'll talk about that in a second. Figured it'd be a while before they caught Lash. Obviously, he'll get out, but I loved his origin. Bit convenient how the guy with the inhuman list turns into the guy with the instinct and the power to kill them. Could it have been a designer Terrigen? I don't think that is a, that's ever been possible in the comics. Love will being tied into the ancient order we got a glimpse of. I didn't catch that. Um, well, I think he's talking about the uh, ancient order that was sending the people mm. through the monolith, and obviously they had the symbol at the castle, and right. that's obviously he's obviously referring to Fitz finding the upside down symbol that, that we agreed with Hunter saying. Oh, that it was a okay, bit of a Will. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. Sparky. No, okay, no, no that works. Probably my favorite moment of the episode. That story just got more interesting. I disagree with the idea that death is the character on the planet, because you're a smart one. Uh, Sex feel, Chris Banner. Feel, uh, <laughs> I, by the way, I will be auditioning new co-hosts for this show. <laughs> you do need technical expertise, because I can't do any of this, get these shows up on my own. Um <laughs> Feels a bit to be, feels a bit beneath her to be stuck on a planet stalking a few random people. She's got better stuff to do with her time. I'm guessing it's Hyperstorm. Stay vigilant, Howlers. Who's Hyperstorm? Not familiar with Hyperstorm. Nope, never had a Hyperstorm. Okay. And Rennie used our new, like I said, handy dandy Facebook comment place. It was a good app. I gasped. Every time Andrew hurts someone in his imagination or for real. And Fitzsimmons were cute, but I kind of cringed when May was talking about the power of love trans talking and the power of love transformed Andrew back. At least she shot him. I always yeah. thought <laughs> I, this literally went up uh, a little while ago. And for some reason, I can't get the damn thing to open. Can you? Um, yeah, just the, the second half of it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it here. Uh, she says, I, I always thought that Rosalind was playing Coulson, and I think now 
And and that's the crazy theory for today, that the ATCU is maybe using the Inhumans to try and harness their power like what is happening on Heroes. Um, now, I'm definitely not caught up with the current season of Heroes, but I do remember them trying yeah. to do this in, in the past in, in Heroes. And yeah, it's altogether possible that they might be using. But Heroes is kind of based on X-Men. Yeah, it's not it's kind to of. To an extent. I mean, you could argue yeah. that, that this is kind of based on X-Men as well with the whole Inhumans and the, the, the cure and all that sort of crap going on. But apparently there is no cure, so... <laughs> no, it is based on... I mean, there is a storyline in that involves the Inhumans called Inhumanity, yeah, Inhumanity where yeah. the Terrigen Mist gets into the jet stream and affects people all over the world. So... Uh, I think Marvel's staying to that and not going back into Age of Apocalypse or any of the mutant stories there, where Heroes was clearly uh, taking pages out of Days of Future Past and things like that uh, in the original uh, incarnation. Um, But... uh, Thankfully, we've had no time travel in S.H.I.E.L.D. as as of yet. Not yet. And I Which is where the the flash starts to get very confusing. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. And I I think, like I said, it will be wrapped up to some some extent, or at least wrapped up to where they explain everything and then leave us with a huge cliffhanger. Uh, probably within the next four weeks. Because I expect yep. it'll come back after Thanksgiving for two or three episodes max, and then uh, it goes on hiatus for Agent Carter. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I really, I really hope, uh, I hope Roz stays around, and I really hope she's not a bad guy. Yeah, I hope, uh, I hope Janet stays around as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. (laughs) Andy, when you're not taking major hallucinogenic drugs, where can people find you? (laughs) You can find me on uh, on 42 Level 1. We broadcast live every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time, 1.30 Pacific on allgames.com. We talk about movies, TV shows, and predominantly video games. And you can find all our episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, and 42level1.com. And you can find me, my co-hosts Fred, Ryan, and Eli, and sometimes Andy, uh, on the B-Team <laughs> podcast Tuesday nights on allgames.com, 9 p.m. Eastern. We talk games, we talk some of the other shows that we don't have time to talk about on this uh, thing. Gotham, Gotham, Gotham. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have a good time. It's a lot, the, the shows are long, but uh, we get a lot in and we have a lot of fun doing it. I want to thank uh, everybody for either... Str- uh, this show is available Friday nights on All Games, 7 p.m. And... Uh, you can also get it on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever else Andy streams. Are we on Google Play yet? We are not on Google Play yet. I have not quite worked out the uh, logistics of that, but that will be coming. That will be another right. avenue where you can find us. And so, uh, But we want to thank you for listening to us, however you obtained a copy of the episode. We will be back here next week. 
And mm-hmm. we nice. do need to uh, give a little plug, Chip, just we? before we go. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to uh, Yogi has been on this show. Obi's been on this show, too, I believe. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Yogi and Obi yep. over at Horseplay Live are celebrating the 100th episode of their show this Thursday, 11 p.m., live on Twitch. It's called Horseplay Live, and congratulations, guys. Not many shows make it to 100. So yep. uh, despite what Derek may f- make you feel when he uh, co- gives you his backhanded compliment, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A hundred is a major achievement, and here's to the next 100 episodes of Horseplay Live. And it's it's a great show. We've uh, we've both guested on there from from time to time, and uh, they talk about all things all things geeky, games and TV shows and and that sort of stuff. So it's a, it's a great show. Uh, go and check it out. So, is it time, Andy? It's time. Okay. So. I don't care if Yogi and Obi are sitting in the car honking the horn. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. <laughs>